Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. Week 5 is here. We're going to go over Thursday Night Football, of course. Uh, some interesting running back situations. You know, in, in tonight's game, uh, we're also going to go over our week five quarterback rankings, our week five running back rankings. Uh, and we got some interesting rankings. <laughs> yeah. This week. <laughs> to say uh, least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zach, I don't think Zach's a big fan of my rankings this week, uh, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, let's um, talk about the Thursday night game real quick. Let's get right into it. Jonathan Taylor is going to be out tonight. Right. And Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay seem to be the guys who are going to carry the load here. Um, you know, and we'll get into where I have Naheem Hines and, you know, spoiler alert, I have Naheem Hines all the way down at RB 26 for the week. Uh, that might be a little bit low, uh, but there is a lot of, I think, unknown when it comes to how this backfield is going to shake out. You know, Jonathan Taylor himself, you know, couldn't really get a whole lot going right yeah. uh, on, on this offense. So, you know, is, is there going to be a split split between these two guys? Is Naheem Hines going to get, you know, uh, most of the work, a lot of the work, all the work? There's a lot of questions here. How are you how are you treating this backfield today? I'm treating it, I think, to you know, you say I'm not very really a big fan of your rankings. I think Naeem Hines is ranked appropriately here because Jonathan Taylor couldn't get fantasy production going in this offense. And I don't think Naeem Hines is going to get much more production going either. Um, Denver is a very good defense. That's what's been carrying them through the games. That's the whole reason they, they're two and two. Um, if their defense didn't play as well, I could see Denver being one and three, oh and four right now. But um, needless to say, you know, they've been eating offenses alive so far, except for the Raiders, apparently, which <laughs> we'll talk about. But um, Naeem Hines, he's not a talent upgrade over Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor couldn't get it going. The offensive line for Indianapolis has been bad. And Matt Ryan's been turning the ball over like crazy. I'm expecting more of the same to continue. I think Naeem Hines, it's not going to be a problem of him not getting his touches. I think he'll get the touches, but I don't think that his overall volume, you know, he's not going to be on the field enough to have that big week that we might want him to have in relief Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, there are a couple of things to, you know, be, you know, if you want to be positive about Naheem Hines, you'll can find reasons to the, the, yeah. you know, Denver has allowed 5.4 yards per carry to running backs, which is second only behind the chargers. Um, not something that I expected, honestly, when I was looking at these stats, um, they right. haven't given up a ton of receptions to running backs. And that's where Naheem Hines, you would figure that's where he would get a lot of his, uh, his work, uh, but here are the running backs they played against so far: uh, Rashad Penny, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson. Those guys aren't really big pass catchers anyway. Not really involved in the pass game a ton. Um, and, and Jacobs last week in his new role ended up catching five or six balls. So 
I think Hines has some upside. I think he'll be okay in this game. Um, and also, if the Colts are, you know, if they, they do go down this game, which, you know, you never know with Denver's offense, but they are playing in Denver. You know, Russell Wilson looked a lot better last week. Hines does have a, a chance to rack up some catches. Uh, the Colts are three and a half point underdogs tonight. So there is some chances for Naheem Hines to do his thing. I just don't think I can rank him uh, above, you know, kind of like the more sure things, I would say, um, yeah. you know, uh, going into week five. I think that's fair. I'm yeah. not. I mean, we've seen Naeem Hines do his thing, even with Jonathan Taylor on the field. But as I said, just the offense overall in Indianapolis, I don't think is very fantasy conducive. They haven't been scoring many touchdowns. So now, Michael Pittman staying on that same side, staying on the same side of the ball. Michael Pittman, you know, is likely going to be shadowed by Patrick Sertan. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup. Quarterbacks have been targeting. Patrick Sertan, um, you know, 25, 26% uh, of routes against him, but he's been holding his own this year. Um, so, you know, number one wide receivers haven't necessarily gone crazy against these guys. Denver has allowed the third least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. Uh, so not great for Michael Pittman this year. However, I'm starting him. I'm starting him as a you know, top 13, top 14 wide receiver. You know, this isn't a situation where, like, I'm looking to bench Michael Pittman. I understand last week he didn't get it done. They were double teaming the shit out of him. What you want is what you want is one-on-one coverage, you know, when it comes to guys like Michael Pittman because when that happens, uh, they're more likely to get the ball, right? If they're doubled, yeah. if they're bracketed, the quarterbacks just aren't going to be targeting them. Um, and in this situation, if Sertan is on him and he's not getting a whole lot of help and they're not double teaming him, that's better. I, I prefer that personally. You know, I hear you. Michael Pittman, he's a start, you know, regardless of who he's going up against. And usually, and I'm, I don't know, having, I don't have any stats right now to back this up, but usually when you look at matchups, big name matchups, a, a top receiver versus top corner, usually the top receiver is able to get it done. It's right. not like they just get shut down and they don't do anything, you know, in a game where Michael Pittman is going to be the only guy pretty much for the Colts offensively catching the ball. I mean, Moali Cox did have that game last week. He did good in the red zone. He got two touchdown catches there, but they're going to have to depend on him this, you know, tonight, right? Like they don't have Jonathan Taylor. Like he's their cog right in their offense, or at least what they try. They want him to be the cog in their offense. He hasn't necessarily been that cog this season, Uh, but Michael Bittman, they're going to have to find ways to get him involved if they have any chance of winning this game. And granted, he was a little banged up. But now the Colts have pretty much been stripped of their identity fully. Before it was going into the season, they figured that John's offensive line would have the run game going. It would help Matt Ryan. And that hasn't come together at all. Now they're missing Jonathan Taylor, the guy that was supposed to make it happen on the ground. And they still have that bad offensive line. So something has to produce. Somebody has to produce for the Colts for them to have any type of chance tonight. And Michael Pittman, you know, like you said, he has to be that guy. If he's not, yeah. you know, then that's pretty bad news for this Colts offense because they're already not very good defensive football. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, now, to, that's about it for the Colts. On the other side of the ball, 
we have Melvin Gordon, who I'm also not really ranking too high. I do have him as a low-end RB2 this week at RB22, and we'll get there. Um, but the thing with Gordon is that, do the Broncos trust him, right? And if I had to guess, like, moving – like. It's not like I'm not saying that I'd rather have Mike Boone on my roster <laughs> than Melvin yeah. Gordon right now. If I have Melvin Gordon on my roster, uh, I feel pretty good in terms of him continuing to get the opportunity, um, you know, in in Javante Williams' place. Uh, but the matchup is not amazing for him this week. And, you know, I like to be conservative. You know, this is his first week as the 1A in this backfield. Um, at the rate that he's been fumbling, who knows if the Broncos staff trust him. So that's the mm-hmm. reason why I'm kind of like a little iffy to place him, you know, above as like a solid RB2 this week. Um, he does have RB1 upside because if he gets all the work, right, that Javante yep. Williams was getting and then the work that he was getting, that's RB1 type of work. However, the Colts have been the third best defense in the NFL against the run. They're only allowing 3.1 yards a carry. Um, and, you know, if but this ends up being a close game, if if Indy ends up going, uh, I'm sorry, if Denver ends up going ahead, uh, I think Gordon can rack up some work. And if he does rack up some work, then he will he will end up breaking one here or there. I think he's still a good running back. I think he's had a pretty tough, rough start to the season. Uh, but I think with some opportunity, you know, if he, he kind of focuses on not losing the ball and not fumbling, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I think he can pick up the slack here for the season. You know, he's disappointed fantasy managers. Not that we were expecting too much out of him these first four weeks, but he's dropped the ball a lot and hasn't demonstrated the ability to secure the ball very well. But I think he could bounce back here. I think 22, having him ranked at 22, is relatively conservative. I kind of have him as a low RB2, and that's where you have him ranked here. I think he has RB2 upside. I'm not sure if he has RB1 upside this week. Um, Like we said, it's a tough matchup against Indianapolis. but um. You know, Russell Wilson looked more like Russell Wilson, which is encouraging for me overall because that means the pass catchers are going to get more work. If Melvin Gordon can catch a few balls, that would be great for him. I don't know how Mike Boone is going to rotate in. He might get the passing down work. We'll have to see. It's a big unknown right now. Like, it's the battle of the backup running backs tonight. You know, we're going to figure out a lot more than we're going to know a lot more coming out of this game than we do going into it. Um, Although Melvin Gordon, if I had to pick between Niam Hines and Melvin Gordon, I'd be starting Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and, and and as far as Russell Wilson goes, I have him ranked as my QB 15 this week. Um, the Colts haven't let up a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks. They held Patrick Mahomes, you know, relatively in check in week three. That was the best quarterback that they went up against. And, you know, Wilson, you know, he only has one good game under his belt. So I don't want to yeah. you know, jump the gun and assume that he's going to be a top 12 guy. So I have my QB 15. I do like a couple, couple other quarterbacks over him, uh, you know, I think they have a better chance of making it into that top 10, top 12 ranks this week when it's all said and done. Um, who else we got? We got Corton Sutton. Corton Sutton, I, I have him also pretty high. I have him around uh, wide receiver 13, wide receiver 14-ish. Um, his matchup also like isn't amazing. Uh, I don't think Stephon Gilmore is going to be shadowing him. Stephon Gilmore has actually been playing pretty well. Um so, like, you know, he's actually – let me see the rate that he's being targeted at. Um, yeah, Stephon Gilmore, when he's being targeted, is allowing, you know, uh, 0.36 fantasy points per route run. That isn't amazing in terms of, like, him shutting people down. So I'm not really worried about this matchup. Um, if you look at what Indy has given up this season, uh, on Stephon Gilmore's side, they've, pre- they've been pretty stout. But overall – 
uh, the fourth least fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Um, but that also has to do a lot with the fact that the Indy has been a slow offense. And because of that, they haven't been given up a lot, of, a lot of plays. But on a per play basis, um, they're kind of middle of the pack in terms of defending wide receivers. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily be trying to take Sutton out of my lineup or anything like that. He's going to be in your lineup as a high end wide receiver, two borderline wide receiver one. Yeah, I think you can start Sutton with confidence. And I think so. I mean, so far he's been matchup proof. You know, he's produced pretty much exactly the same in all four of his games, even with the Broncos offense being in a lull. So if the Broncos offense can find a footing, we saw a little bit of it last week against the Raiders, even though they did lose. Um, if Russell Wilson can get back to looking like Russell Wilson, like he did last week, you know, Cortland Sutton's his ceiling could be very high because even while the offense has been underperforming, he's been performing perfectly fine. Um, he's had at least, I think, seven targets in every game, and he's put up double-digit fantasy points every game PPR-wise. Um, there's no reason to not start him. Cortland Sutton, I, I'm not going to, you know, beat around the bush here. He's he's a solid starter for you with our wide receiver one upside. He's wide receiver two every week, guaranteed. And not low end, he's high end. Jerry Judy, I think he is a, a decent start this week. He's probably going to be ranked as a wide receiver three for me, maybe a mid-wide receiver three. I think he'll be solid. This is a neutral matchup uh, against Kenny Moore uh, out of the slot. That's where Judy runs most of his routes from. So he'll he'll be fine, you know. I love the matchup last week. He was able to get it done for you this week. Neutral matchup. So, you know, not necessarily a must start, but most likely if you're in a regular 10 or 12 team league, he's going to be in your lineup. Right. And I think that's it. Am I missing anybody? I think that's about it. It's in terms of Mike Boone and Latavius Murray, like I'm not really, you know, starting these guys, you know, Mike Boone is more of a wait and see for me, or, you know, if you're in a 14 team league, desperate flex situation if you're a 12 team league that's starting two flexes maybe you know he's a desperate flex um what do you think about philip Lindsay? do you think you know he ends up getting a little bit of run here um who would you rather start today if you had mike choice between mike boone and philip Lindsay? mike boone it's not really close um we heard that philip Lindsay might get a little work but i'm not betting on that you know naim hines is technically he's the rb1 now with jonathan taylor out and i don't think they're going to stray too far away from him in the backfield um, we know Mike Boone is going to have some sort of workload, and I'm just kind of betting on the confidence on that because we saw him last week in relief of John, Javante Williams. So I'm betting on the solid workload that Mike Boone's probably going to have, even though it might not be very much. It's going to be there. I know that. Philip Lindsay, we haven't seen him all season. He, we're not sure what he's going to look like. Like I said, that Colts offense isn't that good. I'm not going to be starting Philip Lindsay or over Mike Boone. I, I'm not really no. paying much mind to Philip Lindsay at all unless he has some tremendous night. Like I'm expecting four or five carries. He might have 20 yards. And if there's a catch, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that's about it. Philip Lindsay should be off your off your radar right now. Yeah. It, it, you, it, you have to be really, really desperate in order to put Philip Lindsay in your lineup. 